You're listening to Emphasis On Air, the new podcast from the PHA UK, talking all things PH and what matters to you. Hi, I'm Sean. Hey up, I'm John. Hi, I'm Mary. And together we're all part of Team PHA UK. Hi everybody and welcome to this second episode of Emphasis On Air. You're all very welcome. Hello. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Hi, John. Hi, Sean. Hi, Mary. Um, so in this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about driving with pH, uh, which we'll touch on uh, in a moment. And we'll be bringing you our regular feature about, what do we call it, the thing that made us smile this week. Yes. Uh, so we'll be finishing on that mm. as, a, uh, as a smiley note. And we also thought it would be a good idea for us to uh, introduce ourselves. But we're going to do this in a slightly different way because uh, we all don't like talking about ourselves so much. No, no. Um, And so we're going to do it uh, for each other. So I'm going to start with you, Sean. Hiya. Hi, Sean. So. Be kind. Sean. So you are, let me read this properly. Hang on till I get it right. You are. Director of Membership Support. That's it's a very fancy title, isn't it? Whatever it means. I think it generally means, or you, you tell me, it means that you oversee everything. That's pretty much it. You're the, go, you're the go-to guy. For everything. And so everything's your fault. That's Actually, that's true. Yeah, that. Yeah. So Sean has been... Uh, it sounds. I feel like it sounds a bit like the um, um, Miss World competition. So Sean's been with the PHA for ten years. Oh, he's. I better not say what age you are. I say what, what age you look. He's still the youngest of us. Thirty-three. Yeah, I can a, still get away with just that. A wee baby. I just yeah. started when I were a nipper. I can't remember. Thirty-three. Um, and what else should we say about you? So yeah, you've been with the PHA for about ten years, uh, and then outside work. You have a toddler. I have a little autumn. Yeah, very beautiful little autumn who keeps you very busy outside work she when does. you're not here. She does. Uh, and um, in fact, I've had two days off, and I'm glad to be back. Like this, this is respite now. <laughs> yes, yeah. this, this is absolutely respite. I remember that. Um, so I think that's quite enough about you, Sean. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to hand over the baton, and you're going to introduce the lovely Mary. Cheers, John. Right, so Mary has Hello. worked with the PHA since 2016. She's the editor of our double award-winning Emphasis magazine. She works on all things social media and is our resident wordsmith. Outside of work, Mary has two dogs and a horse, enjoys running and just generally being outside. Thank you, Sean. And I was very kind. I've had to you read are. it from a script and everything just to make sure. <laughs> uh, so Mary, John. So John is our resident creative genius. I do use that word genius fairly lightly. Uh, So John's a designer by trade. um, So he's very good with colouring in and pictures, as we like to tell him. Uh, So he designs Emphasis magazine, makes it look nice and pretty and colourful. A lot of the graphics that you see on social media come from John. Uh, The publications that you read. Uh, John is also involved, um, as we all are, in the strategic direction of the charity. Um, specifically, actually, the work that we do um, with carers. Um, John won't mind me saying, I'm sure. Um, John's wife has a long-term illness, so so he's a carer himself. 
Uh, he also has two grown-up children, one of them at university, and he volunteers with Mountain Rescue in his spare time. Uh, he also loves his motorbike and dried apricots. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. Yes, I do. To keep up to date with news around driving with PH and the DVLA and other news and developments, please subscribe to our monthly e-newsletter. Just fill in the short form on the homepage at www.phauk.org. Right, so we're on to the next topic, which is the DVLA and driving with PH. So we're in the process of producing a new guide around driving with PH. So Sean, why are we in dialogue with the DVLA and uh, tell us about this new guide? Well, as far as the, the DVLA goes, it came, onto, um, it came onto our radar, the PHAs, probably in around 2018. Um, and it arose um, after finding out from a, um, from a specialist centre that patients had to notify the DVLA of their diagnosis. Yeah. Previously, never had to, um, but it was uh, following on from a meeting that the DVLA had had um, that they decided that PH, PAH and CTEF were now um, conditions in which they need to be notified about. Caused quite a lot of anxiety at the time, if I remember. Oh, and, and just just confusion because um, for, for a lot of people, they'd been diagnosed with PH for a very long time and this had never been anything that they'd had to do before. So when we were informed about it, and, and there was a, a sort of initial scramble to find out, first of all, if it was true. Um, after speaking to the DVLA, we found out that, yes, it was. Um, we're not entirely sure as to why that, that did arise, but um, just that we had to react to it and inform members and all patients, actually, um, whether the member or not, that this was now the case and would forever be. Yeah. Um, so since then, we've been trying to, um, to bridge that communication between the DVLA and specialist centres and members to make it as, A, easily... Un the process as easily understandable as possible, and that's the idea with this uh, this new resource. Um, but also the actual infrastructure and the process that the DVLA work from is making it as streamlined and pH appropriate as possible. Because that was one thing that that really came to light in 2018 is um, the wrong questions were being asked, and um, we worked heavily actually to um to get the dvla to um to allow us to put somebody in front of them to as in a, a clinician to explain what ph was and how it affected people because there was this um this misconception that even though the symptoms of ph one of them being blackouts which was the main thing that they were very um, cautious over um they were uh, they weren't asking the appropriate questions which is how does ph affect you when you're at rest because when you're driving, you're not climbing stairs, you're not walking around, you're not in any way sort of, um, you, you, you casually sat for the majority of the time. So they were asking questions like, have you ever had A? And the majority of people were answering, yes, yes, I have. Or yes, I do suffer from um, shortness of breath, tiredness, uh, lethargy, fatigue, um, but not when I'm driving. And um, so we worked an awful lot 
on getting those appropriate questions being asked by the DVLA to members. And I know that that was something that, Mary, you were heavily involved in at the time as well. Yeah, I think it's probably worth saying as well, um, the DVLA have actually been really good, haven't they, oh, in engaging yeah. with us on this. Yeah. Um, and it probably is worth pointing out as well that there, and maybe to allay some fears that some of you might have, is they're not actually out to try and stop you from driving. Their pure motivation is just to make sure that the roads are safe for you and for other road users. And they too want to make the process as smooth as possible for all parties involved. So we have had this very open dialogue with them since 2018. They actually came over from Wales and sat in the office, didn't they, obviously, pre-COVID. Yeah, they did, yeah. Uh, we've had many conversations with them since. Um, as Sean just mentioned, we um, managed to get a one of the UK's leading pH clinicians onto their medical advisory panel. So he was actually representing pH at that level. Um, and, you know, obviously we do know that pH can affect individuals in different ways. And so I think it's also important to say that when the DVLA are um, going through their processes, they're interested in how the condition affects you, no one else. And also, this is really important, um, the vast majority of people diagnosed with pH are still able to keep their driving licence. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's been, what are we now, end of 2021, so it's been sort of two and a half years since pH has been a notifiable condition. And the vast, vast majority, I'm right, aren't I, Sean, have been able to keep their licence. I mean, I don't know if you're able to put a percentage on it. I know I'm putting you on the spot a bit now. No, unfortunately not. I mean, if I can go off the amount of people who've contacted us in the office saying that they've had the licence revoked, I mean, I'm, I'm talking one hand. So you, you give the amount of people who will have had to notify the DVLA and then the amount of people who've contacted us in the office, it's, it's negligible. So, and you would have imagined that the majority of people who would have had the license taken off them and felt as though it was something that shouldn't have happened, they would have got in contact with us. So I, I seek a lot of assurance in that, that, that people don't seem to be having licenses take, well, they just don't, they're not, they're not take, having them taken off them when they don't need to, or it's not appropriate to. And you do only need to notify the DVLA if you've got an official diagnosis of pH, and that includes CTEF. And this is really important that you're currently receiving treatment from an NHS specialist centre. Yeah. Um, if you're not sure whether you are classed as a specialist centre where you're being treated, then just ask. Yeah. So we've had, um, in fact, not so long since I had a lady on the phone. Um, she was, so she'd have a di- she'd had a diagnosis of pH, but it wasn't PAH nor CTEF. So she wasn't under the care of a specialist centre. It was a uh, a local hospital, and. She was obviously very concerned that she would have to notify the DVLA. Um, It's very clear in their literature that you only need to notify the DVLA if you are under the care of a specialist centre. And if you're not sure whether or not that's the case, it's on our website and you can have a look to see if your hospital is mentioned as one of those specialist centres. And you do need to let the DVLA know as soon as you get your diagnosis. <clears throat> but don't worry because you don't have to stop driving while they look into this. Um, you can continue driving until you hear back from the DVLA. The only exception is actually if you, um, well, obviously, if you feel it's unsafe for you yeah. to, to drive, then don't drive. Use your common sense on that. But if you drive a bus or a lorry, so if you've got an HGV licence, unfortunately, this is where it is slightly different. Obviously, because you're driving such a a large vehicle, um, you're not allowed to drive until you hear back from the DVLA, unfortunately, in that case. No, and I mean, as as aggrieved as as some people will be, it's obviously a sensible approach because a heavy goods vehicle 
in comparison to a car is it's it's a it's a huge difference, isn't it? Yeah, that's why they take a more cautious approach there. Um, the outcome for most people, like we say, is that they um, are able to keep the license, but um, it will be what's known as a three-year review license, which just means it's got to be reviewed every three years. Yeah, so don't don't take that offensively if that's happened to you. So the um, again, when all this sort of kicked off. There were people calling us in the office saying, well, I've only been given a three-year review license. What, what have I said wrong? What have I done wrong? And there's nothing wrong at all. That's that's actually the best case scenario. And all that is, is that every three years, they're just wanting to review to make sure the situation's relatively the same. Um, see if anything's deteriorated or anything like that. And um, What you can also get is you can get a one-year medical review. Um, again, don't see that as you've done anything wrong. It's just that there may be something there that they're just wanting to check next year just to see if everything is still as needs to be for, for, for safe driving. And if, you, if you've if you got an HGV licence, so if you drive a bus or a lorry, then <clears throat> actually the best case scenario for you is a one-year review. It must be reviewed every one yeah. year. That's right, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Again, it's the, the just the difference in size and the potential damage that could be caused. And again, it's it's, it's a sensible thing. It's um, It might not necessarily be what people want to hear who, do, who are driving lorries and arctics and things but um yeah it's the approach that the dvla have taken it's free to join the pha uk and we now have over four and a half thousand members sign up on our website at www.phauk.org or give us a ring on 01709 761 450 So do you think it's probably worth talking through the process that people will go through then what to expect if if, if someone hasn't uh, yet identified the DVLA? So what you know what happens what is the process? Uh well the it's it's dead simple. I mean the the as you said the DVLA were really forthcoming in in working alongside and with us really to make it as simple for as uh, for members as possible. Um easiest way is either filling it in online or giving them a ring. There's a uh, there's a form that comes through uh, which is specific for ph complete that form send it back and then you await the response that comes from the dvla and just to confirm that's at the point of your diagnosis yes yeah so um the aim and the idea with this new resource that's coming it actually was requested by the specialist service um with the aim of it being that once you receive your diagnosis, because you're already bombarded with so much information, so much to understand and so much to comprehend so quickly, um, that by being able to take some literature away with you to be able to read and digest at home um, would potentially be a bit easier to, to sort of work with and, and, and react to. So we're, uh, we've produced that now, so that will be given to people on their initial diagnosis. Um, and in there, we, we, we cover as much as we as we possibly can to to um to help people work through the pathway i think but as uh, as far as the the other thing i didn't mention is if if you do get a decision that you don't agree with um unfortunately um and i'm saying this as somebody who's who's worked with members alongside their pip applications and benefit applications where in those instances we can provide some sort of support um, to explain the condition to, to aid those particular applications. With the DVLA, there's horrible to say, there's very little the charity can do. Um, 
the best thing for you is to contact your local magistrates um, and put in an appeal there. Um, again, all the advice and guidance is on our website or it will be in that resource for you to be able to refer to. Um, yeah, I think that's... I think just um, just going back to the process that you can expect when you when you notify the DVLA. So um, Sean mentioned that you'll complete the PAH... Never say this. PAH one form one. is its official name. Um, so on receipt of that, the DVLA will look at that, and if they deem that there is no immediate concern about your fitness to drive, then the next stage is that a medical questionnaire will be sent by them to the consultant you name on your form. So your PH consultant, and this is just for confirmation of how your PH symptoms affect you. And then once that questionnaire has been received back, a decision will be made. Now, obviously. There's been some uh, delays over the last year or so for obvious reasons, the coronavirus pandemic. Um, that can delay the receipt of the medical questionnaires um, and the processing of licensing decisions. But it does seem to be a disparity, doesn't it, Sean? So, um, you know, the time that people wait for a decision, it does vary greatly between individuals. Yeah, and there's no reason. The, the, again, don't take it as a, a personal reflection on your application or what you've sent off. It is really just sort of the look of the drawer and where your name falls on that pile. Um, you whatever sort of time you've sent it in, if there just so happens to be plenty of applications and notifications, we've been told that even um, provisional driving applications have caused delay because they only have certain amount of staff to work through all the um, all the sort of things that come into the office. Um, so yeah, absolutely. There's no necessarily rhyme nor reason for it. It's just they will get to your case as and when, which is why, as Mary said, it's really important to know that for as far as cars go and motorcycles, you can still drive or ride until you get told to stop. Yeah, and there's no correlation, is there, from our experience between wait times and the decision made? No. So just because you're waiting a long time, it doesn't mean that you're likely to be told that you're going to lose your licence. So so please, you know, don't worry about that. Um, without sounding like the police here, <laughs> I guess we do need to say um, that... If you decide not to inform the DVLA, you do leave yourself open to um, a fine of up to £1,000. It is unfortunately a criminal offence not to declare a medical condition to the DVLA. And I mean, there's, there's insurance implications and all sorts of things, you know, because it's, it's points on licence and that sort of stuff. So it's just not worth it. And, and as Mary said right at the very beginning, the, the majority of people who do notify, and the vast majority of people who notify the DVLA um, are allowed to keep the license and, and, and are allowed to continue on. I mean, I know, again, speaking from personal experience, I've worked an awful lot with people going through the uh, the benefit applications and whatnot, and um, there there certainly seems to be issues that need fixing. And here's with the DVLA, it's, I'm sure nothing's perfect, but um, the right decision does seem to be reached the majority of the time. Um, so just as a, a sort of caveat, it's worth mentioning as well, just while I remember that as you're answering through that questionnaire, it's very short. It's not it's not a lengthy question uh, form at all, but answer the questions as if you're driving. So when it's asking whether or not you suffer from A, B, C, or D, answer those questions as if you're sat down driving, not just in general. And again, I say that as somebody who's working with people with the benefit applications is that when I often speak to people, it's a case of, well, explain your worst day. In this case, it's just explain what, articulate what it is that you go through when you're driving. 
if you don't suffer from fatigue when you're driving, you don't suffer from fatigue. You don't need to tick it. You may do if you're walking around, climbing the stairs, making dinner, that kind of thing. But if you're sat at rest and do not suffer, you don't need to mention it. Yeah, and I think from our dealings that we've had with the DVLA, and I know I've said this before, but it is clear to us that they only want to make the right decision to keep all road users safe. Um, And it is your responsibility to help them come to the right decision by providing accurate information. Um, And it is really important that you do notify them. Um, And I know we've said this a thousand times, but do remember that the vast majority of people do get to keep the licences and you can keep driving a car or a motorcycle while the decision is being made. So please don't let that put you off. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. That was uh, really informative and you went into lots of detail there. That was great. Thank you. We did well with that one, didn't we? Yeah. Do you know, I'll tell you, uh, listening to you talking about that and thinking about it um, historically back from 2018, I think it's I think it's been a really great uh, example of why the PHA exists uh, because we were able to fill that gap between the member uh, and, the, um, and the DVLA. So we were a, a, an invaluable resource, I'd like to think, for members to contact to get the truth and the facts uh, and dispel the sort of um, uh, myths uh, and uh, mistruths that people might be worrying about. But then also we were a great source of, uh, well, I'd like to think influence, I think, to the DVLA. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And also I think the DVLA genuinely appreciated us being there to help them tick the boxes they needed to tick uh, and through the process. And, and I bet um, I bet there aren't many uh, rare diseases and I bet the DVLA don't have many uh, organisations that they can uh, work with to help them through a rare disease like this. Especially uh, one that's so complex as we know yeah. PH is. Yeah, absolutely, yes. And, and, and the influence that we've had in terms of getting um, one of our people, if you like, uh, onto the advisory board, so I think uh, I think it's from my point of view. From my point of view, it certainly seemed like uh, it's exactly the sort of reason that we exist. Absolutely, uh, and I think that you know we've, we've helped both sides uh, of the situation, and not uh, just two sides. And we have to remember the specialist centres in this as well. Of you know, it's been a big help to them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I think it's been, and, and I think it's been a success story uh, in terms of getting the best outcome we can for the for the membership as a whole and um uh and getting the right getting the right outcome so i think it's been a real success story and it, you know we're not done here either we're, i mean we will continue with this support continue this relationship with the dvla and we do have this resource that um is available to all members and all people diagnosed with ph to to guide them through the process and make it as smooth as possible yeah and it's uh, it actually i mean nearly slipped my mind and it was only when john was talking then that uh, currently, it's being reviewed by the DVLA themselves. So it's with um, I've sent it over to the uh, the, the policies department, um, and they've reviewed it, and now it's sat with the medical department just to make sure that everything there is completely and utterly as accurate as it possibly can be. Um, so when you are reading through it and when you are referring back to it, you can be rest assured that it's as relevant and appropriate as it as it possibly can be. And I think that pays testament as well and um, to the DVLA that how responsive and um, proactive they've been whenever I've requested anything or whenever I've needed some guidance or um, input from them is I've not struggled to get any. And um, unfortunately, I can't say that for all other 
governmental agencies. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and so, no doubt, uh, in the near future, it'll be landing on my desk to um, like not so well. I was going to say, yeah, not so much to make uh, uh, engaging and accessible, but uh, yeah, to make it pretty. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. If you want to get to know the PHA a bit better, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. Okay, that was all really interesting. Uh, I hope everybody uh, found that useful. Uh, And uh, finally, we're on to the bit that makes us smile and put a smile on our face. So, over to you, Mary. Thank you, John. So last week was PH Awareness Week and there was so much about last week that, that made us smile and there's so many things that we could talk about in this segment. But I think the thing that's really stuck in my mind is uh, something that little Abby, five-year-old little fighter Abby did. So Abby is a big supporter of our charity and she supported our Awareness Weeks in the past. And this time she decided to take on, with her two brothers, 21 challenges over the week uh, for our 2020... Bit of a tongue twister, that one. 21 in 21 challenge that we promoted for for the Awareness Week. So I won't read the big long list of all 21 things that they did, but there was a real selection on there. So they did 20 minute, 21 minutes of kitchen disco dancing. <laughs> they took 21 photos of things that made them smile in the natural world, told 21 jokes, 21 bedtime stories. I think this was one for the boys, but they aimed 21 Nerf gun darts into a bucket. (laughs) Um, They played Floor is Lava for 21 minutes, which must be a kid's game. I've never heard of that. Um, They scored 21 football goals. uh, And Little Abby, she sang 21 songs. And some of you might have seen the video that um, her mum sent us that we put on social media of Abby singing one of those songs and doing a dance as well. So there was so much amazing fundraising and just so much uh, amazing engagement in PH Week. So I'd love to be able to talk about every single person. But I just think just for the sheer fact that they did between them 21 challenges in a week. And it wasn't half term either last week, was it? So they had to fit in school as well. Well, so. Absolutely. What stars? That's absolutely brilliant. Absolute superstar. So, yeah, that definitely made us smile. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Abby. Cheers. Thanks, Abby. Okay, so that's a wrap, everybody. Thanks for listening to uh, episode two. It is in the bag. Uh, so, thank you very much to everyone. Um, if you want any more information about any of the topics we've talked about uh, in this podcast, then uh, check out the show notes and we'll add everything in there, including the full list of uh, 21 things that Abby uh, got up to, uh, Abby the star. On the next episode, uh, we're planning on talking about the listening line, which is a service that the PHA offer aimed at supporting people through conversation with a trained PH nurse specialist. Plus, we'll be talking about the new fundraising resources that Sean's been working on. That's Sean, our Director of Membership Support. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss out on any future episodes and if you could write a review that'd be great because it helps other people find the podcast if they're searching for it but only if you can write a good review please um, so I think that's it and it's wrapped everything up so see you next time see you later guys thanks for listening keep safe bye bye <laughs>